I became fascinated with looking at things where they fall in a, for lack of a better word, on a timeline. You might find out something about that story that could not be anything but God. Now you're reading that and you're thinking, why do I care about idiots? Yeah, and listening to it going, I don't want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. I'm a snake. I'm a slitherous snake. I'm a snake of snake. <laughs> you have the potential to do great evil or to do great good. Because what you see when you begin to look at history is that we're all connected. This is History Through the Eyes of Faith with Angie Ferris, and I'm your host, Frank Rains Jr., along with producer Wes. Thanks for listening. Welcome to History Through the Eyes of Faith. It's episode 11, 1 1. And we're excited. We're he- Are we excited, Angie? We're excited. Oh, you sound so excited. I'm so excited. Um,. Yeah, we are happy that you're here. You made it. Uh, we're we made it. Episode eleven reminds me of uh, I've been watching a lot of baseball lately, and the numbers on the jerseys. You know, because in baseball games, come on ones, come on ones. Let's see what a hit will do. Ones. That's what I think of eleven. Yeah, and but what was it? Tim so, had a word. Yeah. For oh like- yeah, we were at the game, and it's like so. You got come on one two. That's Grayson's numbers twelve. You got a forty four. So it's come on fours. You know, there was a jersey that had 14. And Tim, your husband, said, come on, two weeks. Come on, two weeks. (laughs) And then we did another one. We were at another game, and number uh, 25 is at bat. And Tad said, come on, Christmas. (laughs) But there was something about 11 that wasn't just ones, wasn't it? Sticks. Sticks, that was it. Yeah, he always says sticks. Come on, sticks. We also came up with, come on, snake eyes, because that's two ones and dice. <laughs> we just, that was more fun to just come up with all the things that you could apply to the number <laughs> instead of actually just saying 11. Come up with that, whatever. Yeah. More railroad tracks. <laughs> oh, what? Okay, we got okay. noise? The producer is acknowledging some noise. It's, you. Yeah, it's, all good. it's my couch. The, the couch studio too. needs to be yeah. upgraded with better furniture. Uh, we have noisy furniture in the studio. Um, where we 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 talked about uh, David, yes, and his children. Well, we're going to start there. This is a, so we're back in the studio today, mm-hmm. starting to record episode eleven. Yes, haven't been here since we recorded eight, nine, and ten. Right. So I did want to say I believe it's in episode nine. I was doing some kind of summary talk, talking about the. 12 tribes of Israel and the division of the land. And I think I said that Joshua's children, it got divided between Joshua's children. That was incorrect. Joshua was not one of the 12 tribes of Israel, 12 sons of Israel. It was Joseph. Right. Okay. So I think I just most of our listeners that, picked up on that. Maybe, I did get some emails about that. Yeah. Well, so I'm glad I, you clarified I, it. I hope it didn't cause too much distress for anybody. By the way, how was traffic today getting to the studio? It's pretty good. Probably Sometimes about normal. When we get into the football season, I think we're going to see a lot of traffic around game day, just getting in and out of downtown. Yeah. Well, don't have that problem now. There's yeah. just more traffic out there altogether, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. It, things are loosening up. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say something for <laughs> for this episode, and maybe ongoing episodes. This might be a new thing that okay. we that we do. Okay. But I have noticed in your workspace over there that you have brought something wrapped in aluminum foil. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. And this is maybe be the mystery. Mystery. Okay. The mystery is okay. what's in that. <laughs> I'm not going to And I'm going to say what I think it is. <laughs> what do you think it is? It looks like it would be like Meemaw's coffee cake. <laughs> I, had, I had some extra banana bread, and I just wanted to save it for later. So we're going to... I'm going to just put it in this aluminum foil and set it over here by my McDonald's cup. <laughs> I went through drive through got me an extra large Diet Coke. <laughs> which I am drinking Diet Dr. Pepper, which okay. you may hear. Which, by the way, I'll do this. Then we're going to get into the podcast. I just got to get going here. Listen. Oops. You hear that? That's the that's the drink. And this is like, but when we think of this was when you're in the movie theater, when we get back to going to movies in the theater, 
Um, and they do the ads for, for Coke and they go, and they pour it and you're like, oh my gosh, oh I want one of the, mm-hmm. I want a Diet Coke and mm-hmm. some popcorn right now. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite things, I'm going to share it with our listeners and I encourage you to do this. My boys love it. You're in the movie theater. You've watched some trailers, the movies that are coming out. And it's especially if you're going to see a movie that's going to be intense, because that means the trailers are probably going to be for other movies like that. Mm-hmm. So you're watching a Mission Impossible trailer or you're watching, you know, a Denzel Washington drama or something. And then they show the concessions and then they show like a Coca-Cola commercial, you know, where the husband and wife and the, the son and daughter are going out on a date. And then I knew that's when you were the one and they've got the Coke and they're going out on the date and that kind of thing. After that commercial, when the theater goes silent, I like to say in the silence out loud, I want to see that. <laughs> so it makes the theater think some guy thought that was a movie trailer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's fun because you just wait. And my boys know, they know when it gets quiet, dad's about to do this. And I can see him look down like, here it comes. <laughs> and it's quiet. And I want to see that. <laughs> Does anybody ever laugh? Yeah, I've gotten some good laughs because the theater's super quiet. Everybody's ready. And then that some guy made a jokey joke that that was a movie trailer. Anyway, pouring my Coke made me think of that. thought I'd share that to kick off the podcast. Okay, so you're, <clears throat> you're close on the foil, but... I'm close. You're close. <laughs> you're close. It looks like, for those listening, obviously you're not watching, it's in the shape of a Twinkie. <laughs> it's just enough that instead of throwing it away... I'm saving that. And it came from home. It didn't, that's not foil that came from a drive-thru. That's a commitment. I'm taking that to the studio because I'm going to eat that on a break. So it is food, I guess. Well, I guess it makes sense. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Right. Meemaw's. What'd you say? Meemaw's coffee cake. Meemaw's coffee cake. <laughs> we don't even have a Meemaw. But I know what you're talking about. All right. Okay. David. <clears throat> yeah, so I think we ended the last episode, like, or like where we were in our storyline. We finished the story of David and Bathsheba, and we talked about um, that they ended up having another child, a son, whose name was Solomon. There were Solomon. several sons. He had several sons. Yes, yeah, so that's where, I was, that's where I was going with that, was... <clears throat> We're talking about how Solomon came to become king. One of the things that Nathan, you remember who Nathan was? Yes. Nathan was, is there a relation to Jesse? No. No. That's Saul's son, Jesse. No, David is Jesse's son. Jonathan. I got that confused with Jonathan. Jonathan is Saul's son. That's David's friend, yes. And yeah, we John, haven't talked about him in the t- podcast, right? No, but, but Nathan, Nathan just give me a hint, because I know who Nathan is. He's the prophet. So that means he came and told David the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. About the rich man and the lamb, taking the poor man's lamb, and David goes, oh, that guy needs to die, and then Nathan goes, that man is you. I got you. When yeah. he's doing the... The Bathsheba story. So in part of what Nathan tells David will be the consequence of his sin is that the sword will not depart from his house. Okay? That phrase, the sword will not depart from your house. So if That's you, the consequence of his sin? That's one of the consequences of his sin. And so one way to interpret that is if you think about David's family tree, and I'm using a resource here now from the... Um, New Inductive Study Bible by K. Arthur, a little note that they have in there. David's sons. His first son is named Amnon, okay? And he gets killed by Absalom. So there's the sword in his house. Absalom is another son? Absalom is another son. It's his third son. Okay. His second son, sometimes called Daniel, dies when he's young. Then Absalom is the third son who tries to take over the kingdom. There's a whole big section of the scripture of that whole story, and Joab, who is Nathan, I mean, who is uh, David's like right hand man, commander of his army, whatever, 
ends up killing Absalom, even though David doesn't want him to. Okay. But that's how that ends. So now you've got the first three. The fourth one is named Adonijah, and he is deposed, sent away by Solomon, and then killed by someone who... Someone kills him at the order of Solomon. Who's another son. And Solomon's the next son who then becomes mm-hmm. king. Wow. So after... So it's not because Solomon necessarily would have had the right to the throne. He wouldn't have. There were four people in front of him, one of whom he has killed. The other three are... Another one gets killed by one another one of his brothers, that first one. So, so there's a lot of divisiveness inside the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and then according to 2 Samuel and in 1 Chronicles, there's 14 other sons. Right, it's going to say he had a lot of sons. He had, had lots of sons. And David, how much time? I mean, David is referred to a lot in, yes. in church settings, in Christian teachings, in uh, the Bible. So, so how what, much time are we spending on David? We're actually not. I mean, what we spent a little bit in the uh, previous episode in the sense that we talked about that he was a man after God's own heart. He wrote the Psalms. We could see um, the Psalms are praises and prayers. And so so we know a lot about his internal thoughts and his actions and his motivations because of this, all these Psalms that we have. And because of the story of he and Saul and how he um, didn't take Saul's life where he when he could have, and how he built up alliances, and you know, so we know a lot about him. Let um, me ask you this, and and I don't, I don't want to derail where we're going. So early on in episode eleven, but as we talk about history, we talk about we're going to get. I mean, I know in the next few episodes, maybe the next five episodes, we're going to get to some things when we talk about. Um ancient civilizations, or we talk about, uh, I can't, I can't think of the right word, but where you can, where you can learn in history books in school about things happening in Mm -hmm. ancient history Mm -hmm. in, in BC, Mm -hmm. you know, because our history books do educate you in BC and AD. Right. Where does David fall in the time frame of BC that would show up in any kind of say, non-religious or... Okay. His dates are uh, from 1011 to 971 B.C. Okay. Okay. And so roughly a thousand years yeah, before and, Christ. Yeah, and I've been doing some research and learning on um, in that time period. And one of the sources I was listening to, I say listening, I've been doing like online courses things, was talking about... That it's that there was in ancient period, probably, and I don't remember the dates exactly, but I would say somewhere probably around the 1800s, 15, maybe 1500 BC, BC, something like that. I'd have to look it up. Don't quote me on this. But there's battles going on between Egypt was a powerhouse, and then there was. A, a peoples called the Hittites, which you'll hear about them a lot in the Bible, that were more toward the northeastern coast of the Mediterranean, whereas Egypt is more on the southern mm-hmm. and southeastern coast. And they would come together in that area that is now Israel. And like there were just wars going on between them for a long time. And there was a particular battle. I wish I had the date off the top of my head. Maybe I can look it up for the next episode that happened. And it just kind of wore them all out. And then there was this kind of this period of uh, calm after that. And it was this author's or this speaker's thought that it was during that period that the Hebrew people moved back into the promised land and the kingdom was established. So that would have been like the judges and then David and then Saul and then David and all of that. Coming up to the next world power, which we'll get to in an episode or two whenever we get there. So, um, yeah, so it kind of falls in that time period when there was not a major agreement 
there was not a major aggressive power. Really, there was not major aggressive powers in history yet. But these two groups, the Egyptians and the Hittites, while the Egyptians had an empire, I don't think the Hittites really had an empire, but they were okay. running into each other all the time and, and fighting back there and forth. There was conflict. And then there was this big battle and then calm for a while. And like I said, this author said that's when the Hebrews moved in. Okay. To the area. So that gives you, does that kind of answer yeah, your question? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of where it falls in timeline of history and, you know. Yeah. So that's where we are. Okay. So Solomon. So da- so Solomon comes to the throne after David. And um, we talked about how he got there. So what is Solomon known for? I mean, like, what do you think of when you think of Solomon? I think of a lot of things. Matter of fact, I just thought of here in the Middle Tennessee area, there's a company called Solomon Builders. Okay, there you go. How about Solomon, the king in the Old Testament? Right. Do you you know anything uh, that he's... The connection. Oh. Solomon Builders. Builders. Okay. And it clicked just a minute ago because Solomon built a temple. Yes. And I I bet that's why they call themselves that. You think so? I just made the connection, yeah. Okay. Anything else that Solomon's known for that comes to your mind? Um, is there a book named after him in the Bible? No. There's not? No. Is there a, is there a, the Songs of Solomon? What's that? Yeah, that's true. It's that, there is that. I don't think. Isn't that a book? Yeah, he did write that. Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. What is this, producer? I was West? thinking the Book of Solomon, and there's not a Book of Solomon. I wouldn't think about the Song of Solomon. Okay, that kind of goes to the point that I'm making. The other book that he's there's another book that he's is accredited to him. Okay, I don't know. I'm not the proverbs. I'm not the expert. Uh, proverbs. proverbs. Oh, of course, of course. And, proverbs. And so, and some uh, some authors would also say Ecclesiastes was most likely written by him. So, anything that those books have in common. Mm-hmm. Because that's the word I'm looking for. Wisdom. Wisdom. Solomon was known. Why would I not know that? Solomon was known for wisdom. Is it coming back to you now? Well, yes and no. I mean, I'm embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, wisdom. So in First Kings chapter three, verses starting with verse six, this is Solomon talking to God. Okay, he's now king. Then Solomon said, You have shown great faithfulness to your servant David, my father, according as he walked before you in truth, righteousness, and uprightness of heart toward you, and you have reserved for him this great faithfulness, that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is to this day. So Solomon is there partially because God promised him, promised David, that he would have a son on the throne. And he said forever, okay, that that you would have that. So, and now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king, meaning speaking of himself, in place of my father, David. Yet I am like a little boy. I did not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil, for who is capable of judging this great people of yours? So he asked God, for an understanding heart to judge his people. Now it was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing, and God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself a long life, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the lives of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before you, nor shall one like you arise after you. I also have given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. And if you walk in, if you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I will prolong your days. So Solomon asks for wisdom, and God gives him wisdom, and once again reminds him to walk in his ways yeah. and keep in his statutes. Okay, so the Book of Proverbs, the Book of Ecclesiastes. Song of Solomon are all advice or wisdom books. If you've ever read Proverbs, it's almost like every verse is its own little nugget of wisdom. Right. A couple of places. Right, 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 right. A couple of places in the book, it looks like a several verses go together, particularly mm-hmm. at the beginning. But a lot of it is just 
really nuggets. Nuggets, Nuggets yes. of wisdom. Ecclesiastes, there was a Beatles song that uses, I think it was Beatles, was it? No. I don't know. It wasn't the Beatles. Who sang turn, turn, turn to everything? There is a season, turn, turn, turn. Old song. Was it the Doors? Might have been. That's straight out of Ecclesiastes. Producer Wes, I need you to find out who that is. It's time. time it's turn. Turn. Yeah. So that's quoted um, straight out of Ecclesiastes. There's a time to reap and a time to sow and a time to give and a time to yeah. get and a time to all of that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was going to go back and say something about Solomon. Oh, oh yeah. Not only did God give him wisdom, but he said, no one before you or after you will have this much, I guess, he didn't say these words, but this much wisdom. Yeah. The ability to yeah. discern. Yes. The birds. The birds. I had that in my head. I wanted to say birds, beetles, birds. Oh, the doors, the birds, the chairs, the tables. Yep. The lamps. To everything, there is a season. There we go. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there's another story in the Bible that a lot of people know that they use an example of Solomon's wisdom. Does it come to your mind? You might about not. About a baby. Yeah. Do you remember what it's about? What happens? Uh, yeah, I believe I do. And I don't know why the Solomon and wisdom just wasn't clicking. And you know why? I'm just going to show, I'm going to just be tr transparent here. Some reason lately in my brain, I'm getting Solomon and Samson mm -hmm. mixed up, and I, that doesn't make any sense. So, for our listeners, who was Samson? Do you remember? Samson was a judge. Yeah, so he would have been before yeah, Solomon. Yeah. in the same. Period and we didn't even bring him up when we were talking about judges. No, we didn't really get into who, didn't get into which judge Samson was a judge. And Delilah. Yeah, yeah. Who sang that? I don't know. Was that a song? Yeah, I'm sure. It's a song somewhere. Yeah. Well, they mentioned Delilah, Samson and Delilah. Uh, it's a lyric. Yeah. It's a lyric. I'm so anyway, you're up. confusing Samson and yeah, Solomon. Yeah, but Solomon, the story you're talking about is two women. And I I, I'm, I have the story here. They happen to be prostitutes. They were prostitutes. Mm -hmm. Well, the story is one of them says the child's theirs, and the other one says the child's theirs, and they want the, the king to... To give yeah, the child and to do you one remember how they got in that situation? I don't remember how they got. Okay, in Okay, so let me tell that. So they lived in the same house, and um, they each gave birth. They both had a child in this house. Okay, mm -hmm. and this one woman's coming and saying that on the third day after I gave birth, this other lady gave birth, and there they were together. And nobody else was in the house. It was just the two of us. And then during the night, this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. That's what she said. She rolled over on him. He died. So she got up in the middle of the night and took the other woman's son while she was asleep. Mm -hmm. And she gave the dead one to her. So she swapped the babies in the night. Okay? Yeah. And when she got up in the morning to nurse her son, behold, he was dead. But when I examined him closely in the morning, behold, he was not my son. Then the other woman said, no, for the living one is my son and the dead one is your son. But the first woman said, no, for the dead one is your son and the living one is my son. So that's what they're telling the king. They've yeah. come to the king. Yeah, they've got a dead one and they've got a live one. And they're arguing about whose is whose. Yeah. Okay. And then what happens? The king, wise King Solomon says, well, then let's just cut the baby in half and you can each have half. Right? Mm-hmm. And he was about to move forward with this. And what happens? Then he surely knew who the mom was because she let the baby live, even though it was not hers. But the woman whose child was the living one spoke to the king. She was deeply stirred over her son, and she said, Pardon me, Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other woman was saying, He shall neither, neither be mine nor yours. Cut him. Mm. So that was the telling statement. Yeah. So the king says, give the first woman the living child and by no means kill him. She's his mother. And then it yeah. says, when all Israel heard about the judgment with the king, which the king had handed down, they feared the king because they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Now, I am choosing in this moment, <laughs> a story comes to mind, has to do with church, but I don't think, 
I think it's too much to apply to this story of Samson, of Solomon and the and the child. I'm going to go for it. I'm going for it. This is about being alive in the podcast, okay? The value of the child was more important to the mom, the mother of the child. Mm-hmm. The life of the child was mm-hmm. more important. The other one, because, you know, her baby had, had had passed away and she wanted, you know, she was in the midst of, I just want to win this, I guess. I don't know. She just didn't care. Or she might have been thinking, how is it fair that she gets to have a kid when I don't have one? And so. Right. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. And he was, what was, what was, what did Solomon say? I'm trying to tie this in so it doesn't sound so. What did he say? Un. Give the unrelatable. First, give the first woman the living child and by no means kill him. She is his mother. And then when yeah, all his, did, what, what would what did Solomon say? That's what he said. To do though. Before that? Yeah. When did he actually say, here's what we're gonna do? He said, cut the living child in two and give half to the one and half to okay, the other. Okay, stop there. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> <laughs> um cut the living child in two and give half to one, half to the other. Right. Okay. Obviously that's gonna destroy the child. Which is, which Obviously, is, yeah, and and that's not funny. I'm so I'm trying to be sensitive to that, but there is a connection that I find that has to do with church. And I don't know if you, this ever happened, but in our family, the offering plates going by at church when I was a kid, and my sister Lynn, who's a different sister, not here, we would want to put the money in the plate. So my dad just took the dollar that we were going to put in the plate and ripped it in half and gave one half to Lynn and one half to me. So the plate had two pieces of a dollar in the plate, I guess for someone to tape together at the end of the day. But that's the way, that's the way that was solved. I guess he would, he was practicing the, the Solomon. I don't know. I have no comment. Yeah, I'm telling you, I just was <laughs> no going to hold it back for another time. It's like, no. But the connection was there. I went for it. Yeah, I just cut it in half. Well, at least it could be taped back together. You know, we used to get money that was like that, that was taped back together. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, you can probably still find some today. If you ever see cash. Okay, so Solomon's wise. He's wise. And so during Solomon's reign, Israel grows to be the largest that it is in any time in history. Ever. Any time in history, ever. Wow. Solomon reigns from 970 to 931 B.C. Okay? And so you can go to our uh, Bible Then and Now book and see a map. Oh, the one that, that lays over? The, yeah. The, yeah. I, By the okay. way, Samson Delia was a Grateful Dead song. Okay. There you go. But I can show you here on this map. If you... Look at that, and then you see that where it says the yellow, mm-hmm. that's Israel today. So you can see how much bigger it is. Oh, but the green and everything else is what it was then. Everything where that red line is, that's the outline of his kingdom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I will put a link up for that on our website, History Through the Eyes, um, One Thing Only.org, History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast. And then down on that page, there's a resources link. And you can go in and you'll see all these things that I say. I'm going to put a link up for. Which Most I don't, of them I don't there. want to. I mean, on the website, you've only got still three episodes out there, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what's on the website is the overview, mm-hmm. episode one, and episode episode, well, episode two, two and, and episode, episode three, because right. the overview is episode one. Right. But there's links on the website to all the platforms. So okay. you click on whatever link on the platform and you can get all the episodes. Okay. Okay. And the overview, if you're joining us and you haven't listened to the overview, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. Even though it was our first attempt at this, it might not be as smooth as we Oh, it is so smooth, smooth. now. I it's mean, this still is a professional kinda, show. It gives the idea of what we're about. And so it would give you a perspective yeah. of what we're trying to do here. Like Yeah, and and, the- and I would assume most listeners have listened to these sequentially. Yeah, they however, when you look at the stats, some people aren't. And people the, are they may just, not know that we're brother and sister because we don't I mean, we might talk about it every episode. I don't know if we do. 
No, I don't know if we do either. But <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, yes. Yeah, so his the kingdom of Israel is larger than any other time in history. And then Solomon's also allowed to build the temple. Now, the only reason David was not allowed to is because he was a man of war, but because he had taken lives and done all this. Man of war is the way the Bible puts it. So Solomon, David brings the tabernacle into Jerusalem and founds Jerusalem as the, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, capital of um, the Hebrew people. But Solomon's allowed to build the temple and it is built in quite very fine, very elaborate, and lots of details. So there, once again, in the scriptures, you get all the details like you did with the tabernacle, how everything's going to be built. And you can see a little bit. Um, I have a little illustration here. Put it up that, on the monitor. It's kind of like a 3D there. You see that? Mm-hmm. Of, and you can see, once again, there's the whole of ho- Holy of Holies in there. And it's an interesting thing I would encourage you to go look at if you have any interest because it's the scale is not always like what we think it would be. Um, yeah. So he built and the where, temple. And where would that be today? The temple? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I know that there's other things on top of it. It doesn't exist anymore. That'll come up in history. We'll, yeah. we'll learn about the fate of it. But the place where it was built is now where the Dome of the Rock is. In June. It's, it belongs to Islam. Right. The right. actual spot belongs to Islam. The... Um, if you've ever heard of the Wailing Wall, mm-hmm. that is a piece of the temple. Now it's not this temple, because well, but in the same location as okay, and so there's and that's a Jewish site in that area. But the actual um, spot where the temple was belongs to Islam is the Dome of the Rock, and I think I just read the other day or, or was reminded it's the second or third most holy site in Islam. Okay, and so when we get to modern history, we'll hear about how that was divided, which didn't happen until the 20th century. That that was there's kind of some interesting things there. Okay. Okay. So, nation's law grows under Solomon. He builds the temple, and I want to stop, kind of think about this for a minute since we're talking about um, the temple. A couple of questions to ask ourselves is. Where does God dwell? Like so far in our story, where does God dwell? He dwells in the temple. And before that, he was dwelling... In the tabernacle. In the tabernacle. And before that... It was on the mountain or in the tent. Well, like like at the very beginning, he was walking in the garden with Adam and Eve, right? right? And then we don't really have him dwelling. He He will talk to Abraham. He will talk to... Isaac talked to Jacob. He doesn't really have a house. It's not until Moses, and then he tells Moses, build me this tabernacle because I want to dwell with my people and all the laws that go along with him dwelling with his people and the cloud by day and the fire by night. Mm. Okay, so that's just important to remember because as we move forward in the story, that's a good question to ask yourself. Where does God dwell? Okay, so now he has a permanent building house in in um, Jerusalem. And then the other question is, how do the people hear from God? How do the people hear from God? Mm-hmm. Uh, through, uh, there's someone there's someone communicating with God, right? Yeah, different times we've seen that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we hear God communicating with them. I think the, probably the first person that is like really saying to the people, God says this would be Moses. Because the Abraham thing is more like Abraham and his own conversation. Noah, before that, was Noah and his own Isaac, Jacob, Israel, you know, Jacob who becomes Israel, all of those. But then Moses says to the people, this is what God says, right? And then we've also had one story where, where we mention a prophet, which Nathan was the voice of God to David mm-hmm. in that story about Bathsheba. So we're kind of, it's coming through people, but not just any person. Right, right, right. Right. And then they also hear from God through his law. We now have the law given where God says, this is what I want you to know about me and about what it requires for me to dwell with you and you to dwell with me. Right, and we have all that law. So those are questions just to think about. 
where does God dwell and how do we, how do the people hear from God? And that's something to think about throughout history, but I just kind of wanted to review it to this point. So after Solomon has built the temple, God gives Solomon a promise and a warning. And I'm reading now from 1 Kings chapter 9. Now it came about when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's houses and all that Solomon desired to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I've heard your prayer and your plea, which you have offered before me. I have consecrated this house, which you have built by putting my name there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there always. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and honestly, honesty, acting in accordance with everything that I have commanded you. And if you keep my statutes and my ordinances, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, just as I promised to your father, David, saying, you shall not be deprived of a man on the throne of Israel. That was his promise. What's interesting, one thing I catch, the first thing he says, if you walk before me in integrity of heart and honesty, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Obeying my commandments and keeping my statutes and ordinances. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want us to hear that. It wasn't like, if you do everything I said, if you walk before me in integrity of heart and honesty. Because remember how we talked about David acknowledged his sin and repented? Mm -hmm. And like Saul didn't. Right. Okay. And so there's that integrity of heart and honesty. So that's... Uh, you shall not be deprived of a man on the throne of Israel. That's what God said to David, and he's telling Solomon he will continue to honor that if Solomon walks as David did. But it, God goes on to say, If you or your sons indeed turn away from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have placed before you, but you go and serve other gods and worship them, remember what's the first commandment? No other gods before me. And the second one? The second one is do not worship false idols. Yes. So that's what he's saying. But you, so if you, my statutes, which I've placed before you, but you go, if you don't do that and you go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut Israel off from the land which I have given them and the house which I have consecrated for my name. I will expel from my sight. So I'll cut you off from the land and I'll do away with the house. So Israel will become a saying and an object of derision among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone who passes by will be appalled and hiss and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and this house? And they will say, because they abandoned the Lord their God who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and they adopted other gods and worshiped and served them. For that reason, the Lord has brought all this adversity on them. Okay, so that's written back in 1 Kings at the time after Solomon has consecrated the temple. So God's saying... Serve me, honor me in integrity and honesty, follow my statutes. You stay here, you're honored. Serve other gods, turn to other gods. You're yeah. taken off the throne and I'm destroying the house and taking you out of the land. Okay? So, important to remember as we move forward. Another thing Solomon was known for was he had many wives, lots of wives. And okay. concubines. And a lot of his, the growth of the area and of his wealth and the country's wealth came from political alliances that came through marriage. Okay. So it wasn't just like he just married, he also made political marriages. Okay. So in 1 Kings in chapter 11, now King Solomon loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh, which has already been mentioned at that point, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidian, and Hittite women from the nations of which the Lord had said to the sons of Israel, you shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you. They will certainly turn your heart away to follow their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. So God had said, don't associate with them. Solomon's marrying them. He had 700 wives. Okay. who were princesses and 300 concubines. And his wives turned his heart away. 
For when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away to follow other gods, and his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of his father David had been. For Solomon became a follower of Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidians, and of Milcom, the abhorrent idol of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not follow the Lord fully, as his father David had done. Then Solomon built a high place, that's like a worship, an altar, okay, um, to the important idol of Moab and another one in a different place. And he also did the same for his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. So he's building these altars and high places for all these other gods. Now the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him regarding the thing that he was not to follow other gods, but he did not comply with what the Lord had commanded. So the Lord said to Solomon, since you have done this and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I've commanded you, I will certainly tear the kingdom away from you and will give it to your servant. However, I will not do it in your days, only for the sake of your father David. So for David's sake, I won't do it during your lifetime, but I will tear it away from the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So God tells him. He's going to take, take the kingdom away and give it to his servant. And he's going to give one tribe for the sake of David, to his son. Because of why? Because David followed him. Because David was repentant. Yeah, but why is he taking it away? What did Solomon do? Because Solomon chose to worship other other things. And I think that's interesting because it said when he was old. Yeah. He turned his heart away. Um, and it also said the women turned his heart away. Yeah. He gave, what did, how did they put it? He, uh, I don't remember. Turned to his, about, they turned his heart away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he said. Okay. So there we are. So after Solomon's death, through a series of events, the kingdom is divided into two kingdoms. Dun, da, da, da. And that becomes the northern kingdom is called Israel, and it consists of 10 tribes. And its first king is Jeroboam, who was a servant assistant to Solomon. And eventually Samaria is its capital. And the reason I'm saying that is like sometimes when you're reading the Bible, it'll say Samaria this and Samaria that. And it's important to remember that that is in the northern kingdom, the kingdom of Israel. So the kingdom of Israel is ten tribes. Every tribe except Benjamin and Judah. Judah and Benjamin. The southern kingdom is called Judah mm-hmm. and consists of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Okay. Rehoboam who is Solomon's son, is its king at the time of the division. So when it's first divided, Rehoboam has it, and Jerusalem is its capital. Okay? So how many is that? How many what? You mentioned you mentioned Benjamin and... Judah. Judah. It's one kingdom. The, okay. kingdom, the southern kingdom of Judah included the tribe of Judah and the <clears throat> tribe of Benjamin. So there's just two kingdoms? Yes. Northern kingdoms, Israel, ten tribes. Ten tribes. Okay. Southern Kingdom, just those two. Okay. And for producer Wes, what was the North called in Game of Thrones? The North? Like, was it just from the North? I guess so. Are talking about the Wall? Oh, there was the Wall. But I thought there was something like the Knights of the North or something like that. No? How many families? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just trying no, to get okay. those people. No, no, so good. we got... Ten in the northern kingdom. We got two in the southern kingdom, and uh, we've got uh, the Lannisters. And uh, they're not really in the Bible, but do you remember what they are? Okay. The family of Stark. Yeah, Stark. The Starks, the Lannisters, the uh, who was the one that starts with a B? That was uh, Targaryen. Baratheon. 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 I am Jamie Lannister. I am. What was Stark's first name? Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Stark. Okay. Which reminded me earlier, you talked about, or we were listening to a podcast, one of our other, who was the son of Nun? Joshua. Joshua. Joshua, the son of Nun. Mm -hmm. Meaning, 
He was created. He has no father. He is the son of none. That's not true. It's N-U-N, and it's not a woman that lives in a convent. Okay? So. <laughs> Getting that all clarified. I'm just trying to make it clear, trying to bring me buckle in. Yeah. All Keep clarified. Okay. So if we look at our Bible then, and now you've got your 12 tribes of Israel, right? Okay. okay yeah. Marked in the 12 tribes. Then you have the kingdom of Solomon. Okay. Big picture. And now. And I know on the audio, we're hearing the flip. Flip, flip. flip and we've got the divided kingdom. So these are this is our book we referenced before Bible then and yeah. now link on the website it is uh, overlays yeah can we get a flannel graph of this too like oh wouldn't that be do... great a little flannel graph we could have little cutouts now this is Solomon so you can if see if you wanted to be Moses you give him a little staff and now it's Moses so you can see Judah and Israel on there and Judah is still quite large even though it's only the two tribes compared to Israel. Which is and David was the of the tribes. Judah. Yeah, because David was descended from Judah, the son Judah. Yeah. Right? So, so um, I also want to look at the Old Testament books up to this point. Okay? Yeah. Kind of think about where we are. Um, Can I guess what they are? Yes. Just go ahead and guess away. So far? Mm-hmm. Genesis? Mm-hmm. Exodus? Leviticus? Numbers? Deuteronomy. Yeah. Stop with that one. Those first five books uh-huh. are attributed to Moses, okay. and they take us from creation yep. through the life of Moses. Okay. Through the life of Moses. Okay. All right. Deuteronomy. Judges. No. Deuteronomy. Joshua. Yeah. So Joshua then is the period crossing the Jordan and conquering the land. Judges. Living in the land. But with no king, where the God was to be their king, remember? Right. And then the judges would rise up when they would start following other gods and get all messed mm. up, and God would raise up a judge, and they'd come back together, and then it'd happen again, then it'd happen again. And there's a short book of Ruth. Yes, which happens during the time frame of the judges. The judges. So okay. she's just part of that. Yeah. Ruth. And then, well, I don't know if we've talked, I mean... No, but that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're going to talk about... What's books. next? Yeah, we. I mean, I've been reading all the way up through Kings. Okay. Well, what about Samuel? Yeah. So, who was Samuel? He was a judge. He was the last judge, okay. and he's the one who anoints Saul and then anoints David. David. So, in First and Second Samuel, those are the stories that you're reading. Right. And what I'm learning mm-hmm. is that some of the chapters in Samuel mm-hmm. are the same chapters in Chronicles. Yes, and we're getting to that. So what's the next? So first and second Samuel. And then which first is, and second Kings. And then first and second Kings, which is the period of the Kings, which is starting with part of Solomon, maybe a little bit of David, I'm not sure, but mostly Solomon, because that stuff we were reading was in Solomon, and then going into the divided kingdom. So the reason I bring that up now is to say that Kings and Chronicles are covering the same story. Chronicles just starts a little earlier, which right. is why you said that comment about part of what a Samuel is. One of those is called, Chronicles is called the priestly account, okay? So it's written more from a religious priestly perspective, like this is what God was asking them to do, this is what they were or were not doing. And it reviews a little bit of David and comes all the way up through this period of the divided kingdom when there's these two kingdoms. Through that period, Kings does the same thing, but it's called more, it's more like a um, historical account, a political account. It's given this guy was king and this, this, and this happened, and then this guy was king and this, this, and this happened. So the reason I say that is when you're reading through the Bible, when you get up to that point, you're reading this, you're reading chronologically. So your mm. reading plan is having you jump around between the books. But if right. somebody's reading just a reading plan where they're reading straight through or they're reading the Old Testament and the New Testament at the same time through, they're going to realize when you get into First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, you're repeating some of what you've already read. You're reading it in two different places. Right. So once you leave really First and Second Samuel... You're then going into things that are overlaying over other things that you've already read. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> We're about to get into the two kingdoms. Yes. So. Um, Which are what books? They're all reported in Kings and Chronicles. Okay. So what's happening in First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles is this period of the divided kingdom. 
Okay. A little bit of Solomon, because like those readings I just did were in like what the ninth chapter of, of First Kings or whatever. So a little bit of Solomon, but then going into this period of the divided kingdom, um, which dates the period of the divided kingdom dates roughly from 970 BC up to 586 BC. Okay. And both kingdoms don't last that whole time when we're 586. Gonna... Yeah. So we're getting down. So like, when does the New Testament start? Easy question. When does the New Testament start? Mm -hmm. When Jesus' birth. Which is somewhere around zero, right? Zero, yeah. Zero, one, two, something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know why it wouldn't be zero. Well, the calendar, they think, is a little off. So okay. somewhere around there. So you can tell we're getting close. If we're if this, if this section is going to end at 586 B.C., then we're not very far. Right. Right? Right. Five, 500, almost 600 years. Yeah. Which is not a lot when you're talking about 2,000. It's less than, it's about a fourth, right? Or 3,000 or 4,000, I think. Yeah. So if we use the dating period of the Old Testament, then we would have already covered, by the time we get to the end of the divided kingdom, we would have covered about 3,500 years to this point. Okay. So that kind of gives you an idea there. Okay. All right. So... Well, this is a good place to... I think that... It's a good place to stop. Yeah. We can... We can you got anything interesting, comments, questions, things to say? Well, I was just clarifying. So we're into the divided kingdom. We're through 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Kings, Chronicles. Yeah, we're in that. The divided we're kingdom is through all that. So we that. haven't... We just got to where the kingdom divides. Then we're going to continue talking about what happens during that time. All right, well, break. let's do this. This is a good time to do this for a couple minutes. Cards. Okay, so where do you want to start? The beginning. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a lot. We don't have to, we just read them out. Okay, creation. Okay. Adam and Eve. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you don't want to go all the way to these do, cards. I do, but I want to set it up. I said, read them out. And you said, okay, bet, bet, bet. You start <laughs> going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap so we can, for those. Yeah, tell them what this is. Okay, so this. Uh, Study this um, content. This content, seminar, is, court, whatever you want to call it. Is, is built around milestones, certain milestones that you've put on index cards or, right. or small cards to I've, help I've, you kind of learn the history. Flashcards. Flashcards to help you. Um, well, flashcards means you got to memorize them. You just hold it up. Oh, okay, this. see, I don't think about that. Yeah. That's okay. what a flashcard is. Well, Real I've quick. called them flashcards. When you go on the website and you want to order them, they're called flashcards, so whatever. Sorry, I didn't know that meant you had to memorize it. Change it. Um, no. <laughs> what should we change it to? Uh, I don't know. Flashcards. <laughs> so it's a list of where we are uh, yeah. chronologically. So what my goal with creating these cards is to have kind of hooks to hook history on. So like this happened and then this happened. They're not trying to cover everything that happened. Why don't we call happened? them history cards? History cards. Okay, whatever. We'll work on that. We get y'all. Y'all text us what you think the names of the cards. Put the comments be. on the website. Comments on the website. That would be great. Flash cards. I remember as a kid. That's how you learned your multiplication tables. Is that you held up and it said four times four, and then the back of the card had sixteen, so you could flip it over and know the answer. Yes. So these cards. That's a good point. These cards are blank on the back on purpose. Not flashcards. So that you can do. You can either. Like play a quiz where you try to put them together in order if you have them turned, you know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. tell by looking at them where they go. There's not a date on them. There's not a this comes before that or after the other. There is a key card in the oh, box key card. so that you'll know how to do it in case you get All messed right. up. And they're currently in set. So this first set is what we call part one, and it goes up to the birth of Christ from creation up to the birth of Christ. Okay. One thing that folks who have purchased these do is like they take notes on the back of them. So I have a friend who took the class mm -hmm. a few years ago, purchased the cards, and is so excited about the podcast, she's got the cards out and she's taking notes on the back as she, she listens. So, you know, whatever you want to do, you can draw pictures on there. You, you can, can, you know, put them in your little folder. Do nothing, and... whatever you want to do. Right. Now, now what kind of, what, what are we looking at? Somebody wanted to get a set of those flashcards. What are we talking about? What kind of? 
the price. Yeah. I think that it's twenty nine dollars in cover, including shipping. It's on the website, and they're like a a business card stock, so they're water resistant. You know, not Is, like that's the official card right there. Those. Yes. Okay. I've got a new printer working on them, so the newer ones might even be better than this. And they come in like a plastic box so that you've got a carrying box to keep them in and mm -hmm. um it locks up and anyway it's it's a it's a cool deal okay. um and they're and they're they're for a donation okay so like it's the for a donation of $29 you get the cards and that includes your shipping to get them sent to you and there is a link on the podcast page one thing only.org okay okay and so we're going to read through just quickly how many cards we've covered in the content. Okay. Not how many, but we're going to read each card. Oh, really? Okay. Here I, mean, I mean, you know, we're going to read... When I say how many, it's not about how many we're going to read. It's about how many we have covered so far. Creation, Adam and Eve, the fall, Cain and Abel, Seth, should be quizzing you, mm -mm. Noah, the flood, mm -hmm. Tower of Babel, Abraham, mm -hmm. okay, Melchizedek. That's a card. Melchizedek. Yeah. I, I don't usually just read these. I usually like tell something about them so that they all go together. Melchizedek. Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness, which goes together with Melchizedek. I don't remember which episode that is. Somewhere like three, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. four. Mm -hmm. You should go. I think it's three. Yeah. Listen to that. Isaac. Mm -hmm. Okay. Son of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Abraham offering Isaac. Jacob. Mm -hmm. Son of Isaac. Twelve sons of Israel, which is the same as the twelve sons of Jacob, because Jacob's name becomes Israel. Mm -hmm. Joseph, one of his sons, sold into slavery. Where? Egypt. Egypt. There you go. While he's down in Let's Egypt. Let's not do any more quizzes, because this can... While he's <laughs> down in Egypt, Judah and Tamar. Story happens back home. Relevant yep. to our timeline. Go back and listen to that. Israel, then, the nation of Israel... And Jacob, same person, moves to Egypt, okay? They're there for a while, and there arose a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. Then arrives on the scene, Moses. Moses. And he sees a... Burning bush. And... Plagues. plagues. I don't want to do it that way. I want to keep... Plagues. Passover is the final plague, uh -huh. okay? And that is when the people are finally let go, and the leaving of Egypt is called the Exodus. Mm-hmm. Parting of the Red Sea, the mm. giving of the law to Moses, the construction of the tabernacle, and now um, spying out the land. They move. They get there. Joshua and Caleb spy out the land. The people go, mm-mm, can't do it. Wandering in the wilderness for mm. that. That was last. That was uh, number nine. Yeah, this happened in nine, right? Mm -hmm. And the death of Moses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Joshua then takes them, gets ready to take them into the uh, promised land. But there's Rahab, the story of Rahab in the process. They cross the Jordan, have the Battle of Jericho, mm -hmm. end up taking the promised land. Next card is the Judges, mm -hmm. followed by Ruth, followed mm -hmm. by the first king, Saul. Mm -hmm. Wait, it should be this way. Samuel, last mm -hmm. judge, and then Saul. They were out of order. Then David, mm -hmm. his story with Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. Then Solomon. Who builds the temple? Yeah, and we're at the divided, divided kingdom. kingdom. Well, we've knocked out quite a bit. Well, it's been we're in the we're finishing our eleventh episode. So the so. stack of cards is roughly three quarters of an inch. Yeah, it's it's fun little. So uh, that's an inch. Yeah, that's a yeah. stack of cards. All right, that's the end of sticks. Not the group, but the number 11. <laughs> sticks. We've talked about Sticks, the Beatles, the Doors, the Birds, and Grateful Dead in this episode. Um, and uh, we've talked about Solomon and the Divided Kingdom. So um, that was a pretty good, pretty good uh, episode, I think. And we still don't know what's in the aluminum foil. So why don't we end this episode with a clue? A clue. It is from home, but not mine. 
oh, somebody baked her some goods. <laughs> and she said, that was so good. I'm going to take I'm gonna take Cindy's that's, bread and put it in that That's full. your clue. It is from home, but not mine. Hmm. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Whoa. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast. Brought to you by One Thing Only. Find us online at onethingonly.org. Click on History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast for more information, reference material, our social media links, as well as a way to contact us to leave questions or comments. We will soon be streaming on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please rate and review. Thanks again for listening to History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast.